I have a uh, a specific gripe this week. <laughs> Start the podcast on a down note, but then it's only up from here. Oh, that's a good um, idea. There's a thing, and I'm sure you lads have noticed it as well, where people um, say stuff to to us, like they'll comment or they'll send us emails and stuff, being mean. Uh, yeah. And then if you respond at all, they suddenly realise that they were talking to a real person and they sort of go, oh, really? oh God. Because um, uh, we do see stuff that people say. I think people forget mm. that as well. And so this week I saw someone on Twitter um, saying that uh, they only, they said, uh, I only skim read the titles of articles on RPS now, but the podcast is still fun. Um, and I usually ignore stuff like that and I don't know what it is. And maybe I'm just tired of people saying that it would be better if I was more like, you know, uh, people that used to work here years ago. But uh, I just wanted to say to you specifically, Stephen, that maybe you're not aware that me and Nate write a lot of the articles on the website, but we do. And uh, the podcast isn't fun for you anymore. You specifically. It's not fun. <laughs> you're not allowed to enjoy it anymore. I'm just taking the fun and I'm going to snap it across my knee like Bane with Batman. Crack. There goes the fun. It's there gone. you go. Have that. Welcome, listener, who, but most of you, I'm sure, are very lovely and we're not talking about you directly, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> to episode, well, we're talking about one person directly, um, to episode 129 of the Electronic Wireless Show, Rock Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast, and the only podcast you need, in my opinion, uh, this week is the best sewers, best sewer levels in games episodes, uh, uh, and I'm joined, me, Alice Bell, this week by... Rat child. Hello. Does that, are you a baby rat or are you like a child of the sewers? You know, a human? I, 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 I'm you know? more a child of the sewers. I'm, I am, in fact, a man raised by rats, but forever oh, known as rat child. Right. Good for and you. Yet, such a picky eater. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Won't eat any glistening food from the bins. You're like Remy from from Ratatouille. Yes. Uh, and also I'm joined by, I've got to make a note of whenever I say your name, but I'm joined by Piss Honoured. Yeah, I was really struggling for ideas today. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to come up with a cavern at the same time, and yeah. I just thought, oh, um... What's, what's a game? And of course, it's one of the ones I've been playing recently. And I thought, how can I bring that onto theme? And unfortunately, that's what happened. So I suppose you ought to divulge the theme for those who are worried that it's water sports. Yeah, no, yeah. Best, best sewer levels, which is um, 
stolen again from an article on the website, which uh, where Alice O posed the question. Uh, but I thought it was quite quite good because you know oh. sewers necessary, but you know not many sewer enthusiasts. So I thought mm. it might be a fun fun challenge to kind of big up sewers in games. Content um, warning: We'll probably mention turds a fair bit. <laughs> yeah, that's all I eat as rat child. <laughs> uh, as long as long as they don't glisten. <laughs> as long oh, as no. they're sufficiently matte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you mo- most most mostly vegetarians? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm queasy already. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> um, well, I mean, how first before we get into the real the the sickening depths? Are you both well? How how are you? Uh, yeah, uh, good. Thank you. Um, a pretty uneventful <laughs> week. So, you know, I wish something amusing had happened that I could tell you about, but uh, it hasn't. So. That's your lot. Yeah. Well, Mate, I just got you... an email from uh, what are they called? The doctors, the NHS. That's it. Uh, saying that I might burst. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I've been identified as someone who may now be at high risk from coronavirus, um, which is a chilling email to get. Ooh. So uh, I had that just as I was about to log on to the podcast. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I, I, I have left the house no times since September, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I, I just like during when it eased over the summer, uh, I went out a couple of times to aquatic shops exclusively, uh, once on my birthday and then a couple of times more. Um, but I'd been really about going outside. I'd gotten a bit agoraphobic and, uh, well, (laughs) guess it's time to, to dial that one up to 11. (laughs) So yeah, I'm, 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 I live in a room. Are you, um, going to get a vaccine? You'll be up for a vaccine soon. They're about to do, finish all the over 65s and then you'll, you'll get a jab. Oh, okay. Well, that would be quite nice. Yeah, it it would be quite good to have that. Um, I've been trying to walk every day, so I have been leaving the house. So I go for like a walk um, just as it gets dark, just because, uh, not because it's dark, but because that's just the time I go. Um, and <laughs> I've got this quite bulky coat that I wear. And it's, Is this the coat you wore to get the, uh, the cones or the, the parking spot? Probably. No, no, this is different. This is like a big... The problem with this coat is that from a distance, because I'm quite a large person, and if I wear this large coat, I look... I must look quite menacing, because whenever I'm out walking, I'd say every every two or three walks, I ha- there is an incident where someone <laughs> looks nervously at me, like I look like some kind of murderer or something <laughs> in this big, bulky coat. I think I have a, a sinister silhouette at night. Yeah. Um, and Checks if there out, are other... Yeah. If there are other people out, often women jogging, um, I always feel like people are giving me a wide berth, like they think I'm going to murder them in the streets, which just, just 
you know, and then I feel like saying, I'm not a murderer, as they go by. <laughs> I don't. It's one of the classic murderer's lines, isn't it? Well, no, like, but just like, I, I tell you what I really hate is when someone's walking in front of me yeah. and then they look back at me over their shoulder in proper like, oh God, is that murderer still far away? <laughs> and that's what, when I see them doing that, that's when I want to say like, don't worry, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm nice. not going to kill you. <laughs> I'm a nice I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy out for a nocturnal walk. A nocturnal and, uh, walk. Start going for crepuscular walks instead. Hmm. It's an option. I just I, want to say the word. I love that word. <laughs> I, I something happened to me this week which uh I've shared with both of you already, but I th- I feel the listener might enjoy as well. Uh and Matthew described it as having big him energy. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so um this week uh I found a humorous YouTube video um which was uh where am I I'm, I I don't know if I can link it cuz it's very it's quite I probably can it's quite rude uh oh, not bad rude. I think it is Yeah so it's a video where yeah. a man has replaced newspapers in uh films with uh, headline, real headlines from the Sunday Sport, which, if you're not a UK listener, uh, you may not know. How would one describe the Sunday Sport? It's like um, it, it, it's like from a kind the abyss. of it's, it's probably the closest thing we have to like the National Enquirer. Yeah, it's like it's like there's no adequate way to describe it it's like it's like closer magazine but a tabloid is i don't even know it defies no nutritional value yeah yeah um and so uh i sent i sent it to a couple of people because it's very very funny um and then thought thought no more about it and then the next day um we as uh, shoot listeners may know, are running a work experience program um, for ethnic minorities in the UK. Um, and uh, so I was, it was Tuesday morning and I was on my laptop rather than my, my work computer. So I was working on my laptop uh, and then a friend of mine, he like messaged me to say he was feeling a bit low. Um, so that morning I had been uh, writing up an email to send to diversity organisations to get you know to let them know about the work experience and maybe give it a bump for applications. Mm. Um, and I copied the link to the work experience page, uh, and then uh, saw my friend was feeling down, and I thought I know what will cheer him up. <laughs> so, I, so I copied the link to that video and sent it to my friend. And then returned to where I'd left off composing that email and uh, pasted a link to what I assumed was still the information about the work experience page. And then I sent to several diversity and journalist organizations an email with a video containing the thumbnail of Doc Brown uh, from <laughs> from Back to the Future, holding a newspaper, reading, warning: This man walks into the Masher Carveries. 
Uh, <laughs> and I love that, especially that it's framed with like, here's your diversity program. Gosh. <laughs> it's so passive aggressive. <laughs> An old white man holding an obscene statement. That's. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh, I really felt your pain when that happened. Do you know, when I was um, a trade journalist, I've talked about my dark past before. Um, for anyone who didn't hear the episode, the long and the short, I used to be an editor on um, financial trade magazines, the sort of thing that appears on Have I Got News For You. And there was one I wrote for that had... A rival. It's usually trade magazines will have one rival doing the exact same thing. And they always have like comedy nemesis relationships. And that particular magazine, the rival was rubbish. Um, and they, they were obviously doing it. It was like a one man band operation. They were sort of doing it as a hobby. And he used to write these long rambling editorial letters to start it off with. Uh, that used to read exactly like Partridge. Um, <laughs> and we had, we had an old copy, but he'd twigged that we were subscribed and stopped sending them to us. So I tried to call up, call him up, because uh, he didn't know my, you know, my voice um, very well. So I thought I'd, I'd try and get a subscription. And he didn't answer the phone. So I just sort of put it back on, on the receiver and then just turned to my colleagues like, oh, well, shall I just do a reading of this one since we've got it? And they're like, yeah. And I read it all out in this scathingly exaggerated Alan Partridge voice. <laughs> and then just as I got to the end, there was a beep. And I was like, what's that? And I hadn't put the phone back on the receiver. I just mashed it against the loudspeaker button. <laughs> so it just recorded my entire brutal reading of his letter onto his answer machine and neatly left it there. And he knew the number of our offices. So, yeah, I, I, he offered me a job several years later. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> and it was a weird old meeting because both of us definitely knew that I had done a really, really nasty reading of his letter on his answering <laughs> machine. He should have played the message in the interview to you. He said, there's one <laughs> final matter today. <laughs> <laughs> so it is. Oh, God. Yeah. Biteyourownfist.com. <laughs> oh, I can't think of a segue now. Something about, I don't know. Don't you just want to go and crawl into a sewer when you're that embarrassed? There you go. So yeah, best sewer levels in games. I suppose, you know, is there are there any good sewer levels? You know, I think, I think there are some sewers that are good that I enjoy. Mm. Um, although, like, 
the I don't know if you I, Matthew's played Bloodlines, haven't you? But Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines has famously just really boring sewers. Oh, because, terrible uh, sewers! It's it's a double whammy in that game because you've got the sewers underneath each district because yeah. they have to have like a subterranean route for the Nosferatu class to basically hide in because they can't yeah. be seen above ground. There's a- Nate, there's a, a type of vampire you can be in Bloodlines called a Nosferatu, which looks like the Nosferatu, and um, their their appearance is uh, horrifying for humans, so they they can't really be in front of humans, so they have to crawl everywhere in sewers under the maps. They're like the wrinkly rat boys, aren't they? Yeah, they're rat children. They really are. Ah, uh, my fellow yeah, rat sorry. child. Go go on, Matthew. Yeah. The- yeah, um, but it's really boring. I, you know, I've I only played what we played in the Let's Play where we didn't play as Nosferatu because the idea of crawling around in those sewers sucks. But they're really super generic and hard to get a read on. Like they all look the same. But then mm. on top of that, there's then a terrible level called the um, Nosferatu Warrens, which is like a separate sewer system just for yeah. this one chunk of the game. I think you fall down there and you've got like no choice. You just have to like navigate. But it's just endless brick tunnels full of like horrible monsters. Your health yeah. gradually, you know, going down. It was a, in the episode when we recorded that episode. I think it lasted two episodes. Actually, I was just thinking, do we do we carry on with this? Like this is just awful, awful. Like I don't know if it's padding or why they did it. It's just. Stinks. Stinks worse than a sewer. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that's my... I've, I've got one I legitimately love. Got him. Um, do you remember uh, Ye Olde Dark Forces? Yeah. Which was like Star Wars Doom, wasn't it, basically? Yeah. Did they have a uh, sewers? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> level three... Um, and I b- used to be a massive Star Wars nerd, so I know it was beneath the city of Anoat. <laughs> and I checked it, and I was right. Um, so that's the thing I remembered. Uh, but yeah, it had a whole sewer level, and it was... It wasn't just sewers, it was like a waste management plant, basically. And it had a really pleasing rust texture on the walls that I remember to this day. Mm. It was... With those early sort of 3D first-person jobs, you know, textures were often, let's say, a sore spot. Um, but I remember that level, especially one which was, let's face it, a load of, like, poo troughs, mm. had a really <laughs> distinct, good visual atmosphere. And it had a great enemy as well. Do you remember when they fall in the bin on the Death Star in the film Star Wars? Yes. Yeah. And that, that squid has a go at them. Yeah. Um, oh, acting the big man. It's called a Dianoga. Um, <laughs> and uh, they, they were swarming the third mission of Dark Forces. And just like in the movie, a little eye on a stick came out of the gunk. And then you'd have to move pronto um, because then it would get you. Um, I, I always like uh, underwater things really upset me. Um, that you can't see, like what's um, the water You've thing? You've surrounded yourself with fish tanks. No, no, no in games, in games. Oh, right. And anyway, like the whole point of fish tanks is you can see them, right? Um, but like <laughs> when you got lurky boys 
who are going to do you in. Uh, like the thing in Amnesia in the water. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, the Dianogas in that were... It also had these idiotic three-eyed goat men who chucked grenades at you. Wasn't so keen on them. Well, were they just like the workers of the waste factory? They were just idiots. Right. <laughs> just hanging around. Just uh, bored fools. <laughs> I, I feel like we should mention the Half-Life 2 sewers just because people will... Are they sewer? I was thinking. Are they sewers? They, I mean, they're definitely sewer-like, aren't they? Like, you're talking about like the canal system quite near the start. Yeah. Or yeah. Well, because like before, there's definitely some climbing around in in like pipes. Pipes. Yeah. Yeah, there is some pipes action. It's quite bold actually, because if you say Half Life Three, like Half Life Two, the the third level is a sewer level. It doesn't sound like particularly magic, does it? It's not like, wow, Half-Life 2, so radical. Well, the, yeah. the original Half-Life had tons of sewers. I never played the original Half-Life. Dun-dun-dun. Oh, my God. You, you went through all the Black Mesa pipes. There was another good enemy in there. Um, they're called, like, bull squid. Uh, those big squidmen. They were like a, like a Christmas turkey with muscly legs. And a squid for a head. Really good. And they were sick on you. Well, I, I just remember the Half-Life 2 had those big barnacles with tongues that yeah. really eat you. And if you shot them, they would spit out like a load of bones and acid and maybe some ammo. Yeah. How the roof a, gets. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of puzzles about like knocking explosive barrels down ramps so that they eat the explosive barrels yeah. and then it blows up in their gobs and then... Then they puke up bones everywhere. Classic. It's really absolute, disgusting. Absolute classic way of getting rid of something that eats you, throw bombs in it. That level is called Root Canal. Is it really, or have you just, you just made that up? No, it's called, it's called Root Canal. Ah. So maybe it isn't a sewer then. Well, it, it's, I'd say it's a canal system joined by sewer elements. It has big sewer energy, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just think it's quite. Name. I just think it, it's quite a quick time to get into the sewers in that game. Like whenever I play Half Life Two, I'm always yeah. like, "Huh, I don't remember there being sewers this early." Like that's normally a you know, oh when you yeah. when you're out of ideas a bit. Maybe that's how subversive Valve were, you know, back in the day. I think there's quite the a lot of sewers, sewers in, up front <laughs> in Half Life Alex as well. If I remember, there's definitely a lot of very tight dark spaces. Where they basically do the old barnacle trick again. Yeah. Um, train yards and sewers, that's all Half-Life really is. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah. Uh, so I just had to do that so I didn't, didn't have to keep <laughs> thinking about when I'd do it. Cape <laughs> <laughs> puns. Um, uh, well, well, have you got any uh, good sewers, Matthew, to, to bring to um, the table? Uh, well, there's, there's, there's quite a, a good sewer network under Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 1. Mm. Um, there's a lot of drain pipes. You can access it from lots of places in the city because the city itself is a bit of a nightmare because it's, it's sort of like chopped into eight pieces and <clears throat> navigating between them can sometimes take a while. Um, but the sewer links certain buildings and things. You can kind of sneak around, get a lot of access. It's in Baldur's Gate sewers, incidentally, where you meet Ratchild. Um, who is me, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
there's also a there's a, I'm probably misremembering how many quests in my head the Baldurgate sewers are quite stuffed with quests. Like you go down there and there's just a whole other world of like weird stuff going on. But it's mostly like giant maggots. Um yeah. and there's I'm pretty sure there's like a talking puddle of slime that's like the that's like I'm the king of the sewers. And you have to sort of, you know, be not be polite to it as you would any royalty. Yeah, and, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, or, or you have to fight it. That's the rule with royalty. You know. Are there any uh Inamiable funguses down there. I don't think so. It's most. It's a slime of fungus. Made them up. Do you remember? Hmm? I made up one fungus. It was a bit cheaty. It was. I just sort of always remember that cavern of lies where Alice completely foxed us with D and D monsters, and there was something called an (laughs) inamiable fungus. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Completely believed in. Um. Classic. Which you to go into the. There's quite a big sewers uh, section in The Witcher 1 and The Witcher 3. Um, The Witcher 1, I think it's Novigrad where you go into the sewers there and there's all kinds of people. There's so many people down there. There's almost as many people that are up there is upstairs, Um, you know, on the ground or whatever. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's upstairs for the sewers. Um, (laughs) There's like, yeah, like other knights, big monsters and like weird secret cults. You spend a lot of time in the sewers in which you won. But they're okay. They're okay. Uh, yeah. I had I, I think the Elder Scrolls series has some some decent sewers. Uh like in in um Elder Scrolls four, you start in a sewer, don't you? Like you have to well, you go through the the dungeons underneath it's the thing, isn't it? You start as a prisoner and then you escape. And a lot of the time you exit through a sewer pipe you know um oh, yeah you do. yeah here's a good, good place to ask this actually why why do so many games have sewer bits why are sewers such a how many times have you been into a sewer irl oh never None, exactly. yeah. you wouldn't would you because they're full of like huge huge lumps of fat fat bergs oh, and fat. boo Mm. Yeah, but that but like you expect to find poo in a sewer. It was horrible for me when I found out that sewers can also contain huge kind of like just lumps of like matter, like fat and used sanitary mm. towels all clumped together. Ugh. Yeah, they're a bit troublesome, aren't they? I uh I was looking up sewers before this podcast just to see if there was anything sort of smart written on the subject of why there were so many sewers. And I found a site which was like, ask a dev anything. And it was like, why are there so many sewer levels? And this person was trying to suggest that they're, they're used as, because they're such a handy like cultural shortcut for creating like a scary place, which I don't think is true. Like, I don't think they're like, what's a universal trope that will instantly get our players to this certain mindset? Oh, mm. I know, a sewer, that'll do it. Surely it's because it's the same thing. Oh, it's really easy to build. Like from a <laughs> assets point of view, you build a pipe and then you just keep doing that. And mm. like sewer designs don't have to be incredibly elaborate because they're just, you know, crappy old sewers. So sh- like surely it's just like, a, oh, we need to, f-, like that's what it feels like in Vampire. It's like, oh, we need to fill an hour. 
oh, I know, a really repetitive sewers section. Sure, no one's like, yes, the sewer, you know, it's a classic obstacle. Everyone's scared of sewers. Let's get that big fear spike from the sewer. Oh, yeah, it's just easy, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe it's because it is a a cultural shorthand now, maybe, when playing a video game. If you get a sewer level, you think, oh, something creepy might be happening down here. But you don't, you go, oh, God, it's a sewer level. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, If anyone (laughs) mentions sewer in a dialogue, you're like, oh, God, we're going to the sewers, aren't we? (laughs) Always. Like, my interest in a game drops a bit. I've yet to seen anyone subvert the sewers in a really interesting way. <laughs> well, yeah, like the in in some of the Elder Scrolls games, like the Thieves Guild is in the sewer, which is quite fun. And then they have like a special exit and entrance. Um, uh, but I'd, I okay, I'm interested now. But how would you subvert a sewer if you were yeah, going to do? Yeah, an go on, Matthew. Sewer? Huh? Well, I. Listen, the reason it hasn't been done is because it's difficult. Uh, but you basically, you know, you think of everything that a sewer is and then flip mm-hmm. it on its head. So you go down a man, you go down like a manhole cover and instead yeah. of it being dark and tight, it's like incredibly well lit and uh, amazing, like a like a fun palace. And you're like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that what a, like, there's no poo anywhere. You'd be like, <laughs> wow, this is so... Not what I was expecting. It's like, I'll really? tell you what, it'd be like going down and instead of there being a sewer, it's like the inside of like a luxury Sims mansion. <laughs> that would be subverting a sewer. You'd be like, I was not expecting this. Fair play. Um, <laughs> it would just be a mansion under the ground. Well, all right. There's, there's, a, there's like a river of turds running through it. That just through the middle. It decreases the pleasantry of the mansion. I would, I would argue. I'm really. Yeah, but it's still a mansion, and um, and, and like, then all of a sudden you're into this exciting world of people dealing with the logistics of living in a place which is like ninety five percent perfect, apart from the river of turds, and it's like. There's a lot of comedy in that, I think, because like, where do you put your dining room table? Next to the river? Probably not. Um, <laughs> You want to be as far away from it as possible. But it's just everyone who's pressed up against the walls eating their food because they don't want to go near the river. That would be, na- that would be hilarious. That feels a, like something from a LucasArts game, actually. There's, there's um, a wacky environs they would have in those. <laughs> there's an episode of, I think it's Stuart Lee's Comedy Vehicle, where um, it's a, there, there's a bit about like the housing crisis and stuff. Uh, and there's a sketch. Um, Starring Kevin Eldon, uh, and they—it's like a family going into an estate agent's uh, for a viewing, and but like what they're viewing is the estate agent's like lower bowel, <laughs> and, and he just like puts like uh, a camera up his bum and is like showing them round his colon, <laughs> and Kevin Eldon's just like, and would it be functioning? And he's like, yeah, it, it would be functioning at the time. But Kevin Eldon just goes. I don't know, that's a hell of a lot of work for you to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, that's how you subvert a sewer. Living, well, well, yeah, a family well, like you go down and the sewer is like a living thing. It's like, it is the bat, it's the, you know, it's literally the bowels of the city and it's like a monster down there or something and you're inside the monster. 
I'm certain that's been done. No, that's original. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, I just thought of that just then. Just thought that's of that. Fair enough. Yeah. There's, is it, uh, it's not a PC game, but in Conker's Bad Fur Day, you have to fight a giant turd called the Great Mighty Pooh. By throwing toilet roll in its gob. Yeah. Uh, and it lives That's inside. Classic. That's a, absolutely a classic big, level. Yeah, lives inside a big mountain of poo. Mm. And there are some, some scouse ladybirds that are sort of a cross between ladybirds and dung beetles. That game's very yeah. strange. Um, uh, yeah. I'd, Let's try to think of some other ones. Um, I've got another good sewer. Go on then. Now this, this one will surprise you because it's ironically a game I will otherwise dump on. Um, it is a game I reviewed last year and it's Maneater. The, uh, I, think, which I think I just got a game about playing an idiot's idea of a shark. Oh, um, yeah. I thought the shark was cool. Yeah, but you, you're an aquarium <laughs> banger, aren't you? Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> Is that this is the thing? I didn't like totally. Like I didn't hate everything about the game by any means. There were lots of good things about it. One of the good things <clears throat> was all the sewers because what it did really well. It was all set in the, at some point in development. They clearly decided they wanted the game to have an ecological message. So there's loads of like rubbish floating around everywhere, and a lot of the rubbish is some of the most beautiful stuff in the game. I remember taking a screenshot of of going underneath a beer bottle and the light from the sun going through it, and it it was a bloody Rembrandt. Um, <laughs> amazing stuff. But yeah, so a lot of the the yeah detritus in Manita looked amazing, and the sewer areas uh, because you know it is constantly trying to find reasons to put you a shark in proximity with humans. Uh, so there's a lot of sort of urban waterways. And of yeah. course, the way you get between bits is via bits of sewer. Uh, and there were these sort of like, what's it, uh, big chambers with loads of pipes going into them where you'd have massive fights with crocodiles and stuff. And yeah, they, they were, you know, they were quite tense, um, interesting battlefields. So I, I would, if you're into sewers, and um, want a whole new angle on them, Manita does do that. There you go. Say that, Matthew. Yeah. Imagine if the shark went down the sewer pipe and found a house full of Sims. He'd love it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Nash them all up, wouldn't you? Because that's what sharks do. Feigned people yeah. killers. <laughs> <laughs> a new type of night bite. <laughs> Well, is it too easy to ask what would the shark do, the shark from Manita specifically, if Matthew took it with him on a trip to the London Aquarium? Well, he'd be there, wouldn't he? He'd be at the aquarium, locked up in a very small tank, I would hope. (laughs) I would hope! (laughs) Just a dark box, big enough only to hold the shark. Well, you want it to be small enough so that you can guarantee that when people come up to the glass, they can see the shark. You don't want it to have a space where it can get away from the glass. <laughs> oh, you are an expert. <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> I swam with the shark at the London Aquarium. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't eat you. <laughs> Not even also drop kicked an octopus into their tank. Not a live one. I'm not a monster. Um, they used to feed them octopuses, and sometimes after hours we could 
because we were the talky people who gave the talks, but we were allowed to uh, to help feed them. You used and- to feed sharks octopuses. Yeah, you'd buy. We bought like frozen octopuses wholesale, and um, it's a you feed them via like a gantry over the tank. It's a really big one, and I remember uh, me and the aquarist were taking them out of a bucket and lobbing them, and I just really sheepishly asked, "Can I, can I drop kick one?" And he sort of gave me this look like it was a little bit of a rite of passage. I'm like, yeah, sure you can. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if you ever drop kicked a just defrosted octopus into a into a shark tank, but uh, let me tell you, if you haven't, you're not fully alive yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. unfair to say that. I feel, I'm pretty confident in thinking that, like, of of all the people involved in this podcast and listening to it, there will be a tiny, tiny percentage of people who will ever have the opportunity to do that. So you've just made all our lives a little bit darker, you know? Oh, yeah, but you've all got an aspiration now, haven't you? Mm. <laughs> that's, I, um, I know, that's been an aspiration of mine long before this podcast, so... I did, I did not see... I cannot see you as an octopus drop kicker, Matthew. No, but he'd drop kick a live octopus. So. Yeah, it's very lawful. God, you're lawful evil, aren't you? <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> You finally, you finally unlock, unlock the enigma that is me. That is Ratchild. <laughs> oh, thank you very um, much. Um, while we're on the subject of Matthew, to uh, the listener who uh, developed a castle food flowchart based on mm, piecing together. Yeah, Matthew's, that made me chuckle. Matthew's statements about food he will eat and not eat. Yeah, oh, I think it holds so up, good. actually. I was looking at that chart and it was like, that's pretty legit. Like, that does... That does kind of define what I would and wouldn't eat. Yeah, I'm um, just scrolling back. They posted it in the uh, the Discord, which you can join uh, by clicking the link in the show notes. But um, I can't find the picture, but Matthew tweeted it as well. It was very yeah, good. Yeah, there, there aren't many yeah exceptions to that to that uh, flowchart. So good work. Um, <laughs> no, I had a question about feeding the sharks. Yeah. Um, when other fish die of you know old age. Do they get fed to the sharks at, at the aquarium? Not generally, because they might have diseases. Oh, it's interesting. Not, it's not generally a, a good idea. It was quite a funny thing, though, because um, we used to have millions of fish in with the sharks as well. And generally, a shark won't hunt if it's being fed loads of dinners, because what's the point? Yeah, it's easier just to eat the octopuses being drop kicked to you nonstop. Uh, but accidents do happen, and when we give the the shark talk, um, like there was always someone in the audience would say, "Don't the sharks eat the other fish?" And I would give the little prepackaged speech that I just gave you about mm. them you know, not bothering. And I remember giving that answer once and just noticing a couple of people gasping and then like the silvery shimmer of scales falling down through the water to my left. And I turned to see a shark and just absolutely crunched a fish in half. <laughs> I've never looked more of a liar. How, how, did, how did you 
respond to that in the moment? Like, <laughs> did you did you thump the glass with approval? No, I just pulled out a handgun. Oh yeah, <laughs> shot the shark on the spot. <laughs> there was I a story. The uh, truth. Was it last year or the year before? Where like a, a large <laughs> female shark just ate a smaller male shark because there was a picture of her swimming around with like his tail sticking out of her mouth in they the aquarium tank. Was reading this morning about giant goblin sharks. They get really big, you guys. Ooh. I thought goblin sharks were medium sized, but it turns out they are. Uh, they get near to great white size. Oh my God. They're the ones, if you've seen pictures of, they tend to get um, fished up by deep sea trawlers off Japan and they've got long pointy noses and then it looks like they've got a sort of a weird protruding Pacific Rim jaw underneath Oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the ones you mean. Yeah. Now, fun fact, that's not actually what their jaw looks like. Um, they've, got, they look like a, they've got a jaw like a normal shark, but unfortunately... When the the trawlers haul them up from super deep, the the, the pressure does them in, Ooh. and uh, the jaw just sort of pops out because sharks' jaws sort of shoot forward a bit. When they, if you look at a shark eating in slow motion, uh, it's a bit like uh, what are those things in Mario that come out of the pipes to trouble you? The plants, it's a bit plants. like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sharks' mouth sort of goes grunch forwards. Uh, and yeah, yeah, but when the, the pressure bends them, they, that happens. Oh. Bleak. Uh, but, you know, that, that means they're slightly less terrifying to look upon in their natural habitat. Yeah. Uh, any more sewers for any more? Uh, I mean, it's not quite a sewer, but I think something that proves that a sewer can be okay or, mm. or, or, or a, a repetitive, confined environment can be okay is the, uh, the first two Metro games. Which ah. are sort of you know first person shooters set basically in a very long underground pipe, which are, they must go into some like you know sewer like parts of it at some point. I can't quite remember. It all sort of blurs together. Um, but those those were good games. They came up with lots of fun ways of basically jazzing up a pipe. Yeah. You read the book uh, the original Metro is based on. No, I haven't. Isn't it some? I thought it was some weird, like, franchise where like anyone could contribute to it, and there are like a thousand Metro books. Or is that is that nonsense? I don't know. I but I did read the first one years ago. It's really good. Extraordinarily Russian. <laughs> uh, Metro is really good at um, that sort of claustrophobia, which is why I kind of like. I liked. Well, I played in Metro Exodus, but I kind of liked the bits where you were underground again more because I, mm. I felt like they were kind of just a little, they knew what they were doing there a little bit more than with the Yeah, outside it gets bits. a bit more, like, uh, they, they find quite a lot of fun ways of, of getting you underground and in sewery bits. There's a really good bit in the, um, oh, the sort of the, the first kind of open world area you get to, the kind of river, um, and there's a great bit in a factory with, like, some giant sea monster. Um, where you're basically trying to stealth around while this giant monster eats bits of the the factory that you're in. That's really good. Oh, it's that sort of a horror frog, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I like nice. that bit. Uh, totally good. Well, in that case, then maybe we should descend ourselves underground into oh. the 
the cavern of lies. Subvert uh, the sewer. Subvert the sewer. Uh, give me a sting. The cavern of lies. Nate, would you like to welcome us into your cavern this week? Hello. <laughs> Hi. Don't don't stand in in the door. You'll let the fresh air in. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Close it behind you. Thanks. Okay. Right. My name's Waste Management Walter. Very good. The friend of Poison Pete. And welcome <laughs> to uh, Cavern Turds. <laughs> oh no! I mean, yum. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it hands off. They're mine. Oh God! I don't, I don't, I, I'm not disgusting. I just process them. It's it's really the cavern of waste management. Okay. Uh, right. Deal with all these horrible poos and and then send clean water back up to city. <laughs> what city? Uh. Leaves. <laughs> oh my good. <laughs> so, anyway, make self at home. There's only one sofa. It's got, it's got we on it, so you know, don't get too comfortable. Um, now, listen, I've got a job for you. Uh, there's been these rats coming down here. Oh, he's he's, he's drifting into Scouse. Uh, <laughs> There's been these rats coming down here telling me all sorts of tips uh, that they reckon I can pick up from video games about how to deal with turds. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't... Rats are known for lying. Uh, And I don't want to waste my time playing video games that that won't give me tips on on waste management. So I want you to... Rat child. (laughs) Sorry. It, well, he's, he's sort of a hybrid, isn't he? Yes, very much so. So listen, well, actually, you, you're probably just the right man for the job. Um, <laughs> because I need you to interview these rats and, <laughs> and work out which ones are, are fibbing. Two of them are liars, I know. That's always the ratio of rats. Three tell truth and two lie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can confirm that's true. So right, okay. it's very much of our culture. So you travel in groups of five as rats. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and always bring two liars with us. <laughs> so once you've uh, weeded the, 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 the untrustworthy rats from this pentarch, send them my way. I'll do them in wit shuffle. And then I'll, I'll, I'll take the other's recommendations and download them on Waste Management Steam. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> Okay, I've got them all locked up in bins, so I'll send you over to them now. All right. Fantastic. Okay. Hi, I'm, I'm rat number one. <laughs> Hi. God, this is a mess down here. Um, but listen, I really think Waste Management Walter should play City Skylines because um, uh, it didn't just tell you how to deal with, with waste water. Uh, but some real catastrophic situations. Okay. Uh, the 2016 Natural Disasters DLC. Uh, have you, you played City Skylines? I haven't. Um, so basically, you have to connect up your, your water network to an, an, an intake pipe and an outflow pipe. 
And by the outflow pipe, the water goes all brown and mucky. And of course, like I say, 2016 brought the natural disasters mod. And uh, there were hurricanes, tornadoes, and indeed tsunamis. Uh, and there was an achievement in the game uh, called Poonami. For mm. if a tsunami hit your city through the, the brown water of your outflow and everyone would get diseases and things like that because obviously your city would get flooded. And that was why, you know, it, it was a good idea to have your, your wastewater um, a long way away from your city. Uh, but they did actually, they, they took out the achievement in the end because it sounded a bit rude. It sounded a bit like the word Ali G said. Oh. Which is why I know about it. A rat. Um, <laughs> well, it's quite a lot to unpack in that one. Yeah. Uh, I was with him up until that Ali G thing. Yeah, the Ali G thing did, did, did push it in. That's, that's quite odd. That's the realms of the strange. Well, because no, no that- I, doubt, I doubt they cared about Ali G. Um, but the, you know, the slang term for genitals, uh, it goes, goes much wider than the mind of Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes, but it's and still And when it was pointed out. I don't know if that, it's not, I mean, I know I'm, I'm kind of copying Matthew's reasoning from last week, but it's not, not it's not a very North American, you know, I don't think it's widespread across North America. I might be wrong. Mm. But it feels like they wouldn't care that much about that. Well, I'll send uh, you along to Rat Two, and you, you, you know, we we can do a, a Rat Roundup at the end of the yeah, okay, all right. Hello, I'm Rat Number Two. Oh, oh, hello, uh, James posh. Mason Rat. <laughs> uh, well, I'd I'd like to tell you all about the uh, the fecal funnel from Ark Survival Evolved, um, which is okay. a turd, turd of a game, of course. Um, and <laughs> there's uh, there's a button in Ark which makes your character poo, um, and it's not just your character; a lot of the animals poo as well. There's, uh, I think, it's about eight or nine different types of poo modelled in the game, and uh, they drop behind the animals as as big balls of turd, and uh, it can be made into fertilizer. And there is a, a common build known as the fecal funnel, which involves corralling animals at the top of a wooden ramp mm. so that their, their, their poo rolls, rolls down the ramp into a storage hopper where it can be uh, collected and turned into fertilizer. I, di- I didn't say it was pleasant, but there it is, the so fecal that's funnel. All, that's all the animals do on this machine. You basically trap an animal just to produce poo. That's right, Matthew. It's a poop factory. This sounds like something Nate invented. <laughs> like, other not, stuff as not-, in, not as in made up for this game, as in Nate, whilst playing Ark Survival Evolved, would be like, I will trap these animal in, animals I mean, in misery. And- that's the thing, because technically it's not an inbuilt feature of Ark. It's just something the community have done. So as long as one person has done it, it's true. So if Nate's done it, it's true. But also, I, like, I... It does sound like the sort of thing that would... Did you say it's for fertiliser? That's right. Does, 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 does feces have any other applications? 
in you the game. You can throw it at people. Mm-hmm. It annoys them greatly. And, I don't, and, I just, and in the game, <laughs> it, it sounds right. It sounds like, you know, people mm. who play these machine, the, these games, they often build big machines to kind of, uh, you know, make, make these processes easier. But whether they do it, surely an animal in that game is more valuable beyond its poo. Like just going, well, all it's going to do is that seems odd to me. I don't know. I, I think that, that one rings more true to me than the Skyline's uh, Poonami. Should we, should we talk to rat number three? Yeah. Okay. You hear that, rat number one? Looks like I'm avoiding the shovel today. <laughs> All right. It's, it's rat three here. Hello. Now, look, I, I bet you've had a lot of fun playing Frostpunk over the years. Oh, yeah. But uh, did you know... Uh, that when the 1.6 patch came in last summer, they added a load of uh, like decision moments, you know, where you have to choose policies. Mm. Uh, do we eat the kids or whatever? And uh, one of them does involve poo. Because uh, obviously, uh, everyone still poos in the wintry apocalypse. Yeah. And you've got your greenhouses and stuff. So it was, it was a question of whether to collect and use human waste. And then there was a further decision on that tree, which was do you use the corpses uh, to fertilize the greenhouses? Because the poo was like, your, you know, if you pardon the phrase, it's the beginning of a slippery slope. Mm. Um, and if you went with that, then you had the decision whether to use the corpses or not. Um, you know, this wasn't like a standout feature of the patch. It was just one of a number of new smaller decisions uh, added to the policy tree. And yeah, I just thought it was quite, quite interesting that that mm. game made a not to waste management. Hmm. I'm not mm. sure I buy that it's a slippery slope from using poo for fertilizer to using dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> just well, as no a concept. It, um, yeah, but it, it unlocks that decision if you did that. You, that, you know, if you hadn't decided to use the poo, then that wouldn't come up. Mm. I mean, that, it, it is true to Frostpunk that it does, like, take your actions and then you do one thing and then it pushes you a bit further down a sort of darker path. That is kind of its vibe. It's like, oh, you're open to that. Might you be open to this? Kind of, mm. this one feels real to me. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure about this one, but... Uh... Let's move on anyway. Let's go for the... Uh... Just, just before you go, rat number two's a filthy liar. Don't keep <laughs> a word, he says. Oh my God. It's like one of those confusing riddles where there's the statue that only tells the truth and the one that, you know, <laughs> hates cucumbers or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, it's me. Rat number four. Hello. Hello, rat four. Now, listen, no one likes to look back on it with a lot of fondness. But you all remember Duke Nukem Forever from 2011. Yeah. Yeah, and the sense of humour that game had. You can call it that. Where's this from? Uh, Somewhere exactly in between New Zealand and Australia. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, So, anyway, a lot of poo jokes in that game. But uh, there was a whole trailer just about throwing 
throwing shit about that came mm. out from the game. It was absolutely puerile. And it was a, about one and a half minutes long and uh, just started with footage looking down into a urinal. Oh, well, not a urinal, I don't know, a toilet or something uh, with, with, a, with a poo in it. And, and Duke was doing a wee. And then he picked up a poo and, and threw it at a, he said it was gross and threw it at a guard. I really regret watching it, yeah. to be honest, but uh, yeah. yeah, it was a real trailer. So the waste management system in this game is just throwing it around. Throwing it, yeah. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't say it's the, uh, the best of tips, but, you know, Walter, Walter was desperate. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Walter has the choice of, like, actual sewer management systems from city skylines or mm. just picking them up and chucking them about his own living space. <laughs> uh, well, we didn't have many games on the tiny uh, island that I, I grew up on directly in between Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Um, okay. This one could be true, I feel. This feels true. Like I know you, you could definitely throw poos around in that game. And making a trailer just of that feels like the kind of dumb thing the game would do. Mm. Yeah. I'm liking this one. Mm. Or shall I send you on? I'm quite yes, liking please. this one. Yeah. Last rat, please. Hello. It's uh, Rat Anthony Hopkins here. Oh! <laughs> what a terrible fright for you. <laughs> Bye, Brett. Bye, Brett. You deserve it. No, I... You turn your rat on me, sir. <laughs> Quite a horrid game to explain to you today. Uh, yeah. It's not out yet. It's one of the many games coming out for a while. I bet you can guess the publisher. It's called Dirty Job Simulator. And that's right. It's from Playway SA. <laughs> I'm going to read you the description for it. Let me just put on my little rat spectacles. <laughs> Be ready to get your hands really dirty. In this game, you will have to do things that others find too disgusting. Sewage, excrements, and blood are just a few examples of what awaits you. You'll need to be careful, or else you will catch an infection. And staying in the hospital means the end of work. Okay. And, uh, the game involves tasks like sweeping turds around a Big hole. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sweeping turds around a big hole. That's so vague. <laughs> no, the, the, the screenshot on the Steam page. Shows oh, that. you're describing it, right? Okay. okay. So. A large circular pit. Oh, yes, uh, I'm no longer reading. I am no oh, reading. <laughs> <laughs> if that was a bullet point in their sales pitch, you could sweep turds around a big Man, hole. <laughs> if press releases were written like that, I would. Listen. <laughs> so I'll, I'll describe the screenshots, the, the screenshots on the Steam page. One yeah. is, uh, I say, turds being swept around a big hole. Another is a shovel lifting up a long turd. Another is a load of rubbish floating around in a sewer. Okay. And then another has got a nasty alligator of some kind. Right, um, okay. Which, um, oh, yes, you have to sweep up its shit. So there you have it. <laughs> Please don't condemn me to that dreadful man's shuffle. <laughs> okay, you, 
almost became Tom Jones rat a couple of times in there. <laughs> but at one time in Vegas when he met Elvis. <laughs> so we always like whenever whenever anyone on the voice mentions that they met, like, oh I did a song with Justin Bieber or whatever, Tom Jones always slams down the Elvis trap card, like without fail. <laughs> Oh, I can't bear that Tom Jones rat. In fact, I hate the lot of them. At least they get to brain two with a shovel now. Go on then. What have you determined? Right. Do, do you, can I run through my thoughts, Matthew? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I think Skyline is fake. I think Ark is real. I think Duke Nukem is probably real. And then I can't decide. With, between Dirty Job Simulator and Frostpunk. The, or maybe, do you, basically, the reason I think Dirty Job Simulator is real is because uh, I'm, I, I don't think Nate had the time to write a fake job, uh, a fake game description before he started dirty, this podcast. Like, oh, actually, has gone meta. Maybe that was why he asked for an extra 15 minutes. <laughs> but, uh, dirty, but the name Dirty Job Simulator... Is that's quite a Brit specific pun? Yeah, well, but I mean, they uh, they also I don't think they're trying to make a pun. I think they're just describing bleakly the content of the game because their other games are all called like you know illegal drug mule simulator or like you know yeah they're quite matter of fact, aren't they? Yeah. It's, it's what, tr- what? Which ones do you think are fake? Uh, I'm, I see. I'm leaning towards City Skylines and Dirty Job Simulator. Okay. Well, should we k- k- say Splat the Skylines Rat because yeah, we're both s- Splat yeah. the Skylines Rat. Yeah. Rat one forward Hold to on. the execution is spade, please. Let me just grab grab my shovel. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Are you related to <laughs> Electricity Cop? Oh yeah, he's my brother. <laughs> you've, you've, you carry yourselves in a very similar way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, all right. Right, I, one more. <laughs> I don't know about Frostpunk. If if you've if you've got a real feeling on Frostpunk, I'll I'll go with that. I think it sounds real, but he could have just played Frostpunk and clever cleverly made it sound like a real one. It's not that I think Frostpunk does sound real, but the problem is I I think Dirty Job Simulator sounds m- more real. It, maybe it's Duke Nukem. Oh no, but I think no, I Duke that. Nukem's real. I think okay, so Duke Nukem's real. Like, this is a really difficult one because. Both Frostpunk and Dirty Job Simulator sound right. I just... They're convincing those bloody rats. Yeah. <laughs> but you got one right, so I believe in you. My... It's be- cause basically, my only reason for disbelieving uh, Frostpunk at this point is the meta reason that I, I think Nate ran out of time before the podcast 
and did not write a full fake game description and come know. up I th- with I think fake he's trying. That one feels a bit like bait now. I think, but like it's too big, it's too complicated. As in, it's I think it's real, and he's trying to. The Frostpunk was quite simple. He's just trying to draw our eye away from Frostpunk being fake. So are you now on Team Frostpunk. I'm now on Team Frostpunk. Yeah. See, I think I might have switched. <laughs> Well, we've got to we've got to kill just one rat. So, listen, Alice, you make the call. Oh no! I'll now I'm like I'm like David Mitchell on Would I Lie to You? Yeah. And and Nate and Nate is Nate Nate is Bob Mortimer looking at me really earnestly, <laughs> trying to convince me that Chris Rea cracked an egg in his bath. Um, I, I swear to you, I was telling the truth. Oh, no, wait, that was the arc one. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh. Okay. Don't kill me, please. But, okay, fr- Frostpunk. Let's go Frostpunk. Kill the Frostpunk yeah. rat. Hey. You nailed it. Well done. Yes! yes. Oh, that was oh. close. We killed Good the job. false rats. That was a close run thing. One that one. Wow. So is this, but this will do. Right, that's the chimes that mean the Nosferatu are coming out. So (laughs) better get me done, and you've got to get. I I thought that was funeral music for the rats. (laughs) No, it's just a vampire alarm. We we don't mourn rats down here. (laughs) Oh god. Okay, quick. Let's get out of here, Matthew. Let's get out of here. Come on, yeah. That was intense. That was a very intense cavern. That was the most I've agonised over a cavern, I think, in ever. I really decided to up the metadrama today. (laughs) Yeah. There was a lot going on. The rats pleading for their lives. The rats trying to convince us that the other rats were liars. There was a lot going on. There were six separate NPCs in this <laughs> podcast mini game. <laughs> uh, God, that, I mean, yeah, for one that you allegedly finished, you almost ran out of time with. There, there was a lot conceptually going on with that that cavern. It was very good. Thank you, Nate. You're welcome. Uh, so, all that remains this week is for us to give some recommendations. Uh, yeah, who has a recommendation to start with? I I got one. Yeah, I've just read a book, as I tend to do, called Little Siberia. Okay. It is a Finnish crime thriller by Antti Tumainen. I apologise massively if I'm mispronouncing that. Um, it's about um a small Finnish town where a meteorite crash lands. And everyone starts sort of plotting to steal it. And the local priest who uh, kind of ends up looking after this meteorite, it's very like Coen Brothers-esque. It's like small town, big characters, dark goings on. Um, really fast, so really, you really kind of punch through it quickly. Enjoyed it a lot. Mm. Little Siberia, highly recommended. Wow. Sounds mega. Does sound mega. Mm. Um I am going to recommend... Well, see, I was going to recommend a book as well, but I don't... Well, that's okay. We can, 
you know, we're quite a bookish I, podcast. I know. I feel we do, we we do recommend a lot of books, and you know, maybe we should. But I, well, it's 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 not like a, a fiction book though. But it's um uh uh Jack um I can't remember the last name now. But uh the hang on, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, Jack Monroe. So Jack Monroe um has uh uh. Got a bunch of really good um, recipe books. Um, but there's one called Tin Can Cook, um, which is like easy recipes that you can do from um, canned food, basically. It's like canned vegetables and, and things like that. Um, Better not be any beans. <laughs> Shut up, our beans. Um, uh, and like, you know, canned fish and just, yeah, just like not fresh things, basically, because, you know, it can be expensive to buy fresh things and then you don't use them or whatever. So um, it's really good and they are very nice recipes and it's a very good cookbook. There you go. Uh, Nate, wow. what have you got this week? Uh, something off the telly. Uh, you probably will have seen a lot about this already because a lot of people on Twitter got excited about it, but for good reason. Uh, Space Sweepers, the Korean uh, sci fi. Adventure film, uh, which is on Netflix, it's incredible. Hmm. Oh yeah, it's really, really good. I hadn't heard about like, it. Oh, okay. So it's it's like imagine the the sort of the sense of kineticism and the lighting from Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Mm mixed with the whole sort of found family thing off of Firefly, but without all of the Joss Whedon and the Orientalism. Yeah. Like, it's... And, you know, the sort of the... the uh, I guess that that grimy sort of Neil Blomkamp aesthetic that was in District 9. In fact, you know the movie Elysium that he made that was a bit, bit duff? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like if that was really good. Okay. Um, and it's set in, in Earth. It's like a space opera that takes place entirely within Earth orbit about 70 years in the future. And it's about these crews. It's, it's about working class people making a living in space that has been partitioned for the elite of a dying Earth, um, which sounds really bleak, but it, Go some really bloody upbeat places. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of complete nonsense in it, but it's all very deliberate, complete nonsense. Yeah. Uh, and the characters are just wonderful. Uh, there's, there's a trans robot who is, like, the best thing I've seen in a movie in a while. Uh, Space Sweepers right. does exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah, that sounds right. really good. This is really good. Thank you very much, Nate. Is there anything for the RPS Aquarium this week? Uh, I don't think it would be responsible to call it a recommend yet because I haven't installed it. But okay. I have ordered a reverse osmosis plant um, because I top up all the water in my tanks with distilled water. But I've got so many tanks that I have to keep a distiller running on my desk nearly all the time. Um, in order to keep them from drying out. Mm. So I've, uh, 
I bought a reverse osmosis plant, which is another way of making completely pure water. Interesting. Um, yeah, going to be a proper big man plumber into the kitchen. See what happens. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you very much uh, to the listener for joining us for this uh, episode 129, the best sewer levels in games special of the Electronic Wireless Show, Rock Paper Shotgun's PC gaming podcast and shark podcast this week. Um, yeah, uh, you can find Rock Paper Shotgun on Twitter and Facebook. Just look for us and on YouTube. Um, you should check out our sister podcast, uh, the PC Gaming Week Spot, which is a um, current sort of PC gaming events uh, podcast, also featuring Matthew and Colm Hearn, our video editor. Uh, and there is a new podcast coming soon, uh, which I shall tease. Um, but, uh, oh, yes, oh, uh, don't that? forget. <laughs> uh, don't oh, forget well. don't forget to to uh, uh, check out our merch store uh, check out the show notes uh, to join our discord uh, where you can chat to other fans of uh, our podcasts as well as other fans of video games uh, and remember to rate us five star ratings only all the other buttons are, are broken and if you tweet about the podcast use hashtags fatblood big oats Shagar's heart squad. Uh, but it, all that remains is to say goodbye. So thank you very much for joining me, Rat Child. Thank you for having me. And thank you very much for joining me, Donard. Oh, he's vanished like a thief in the night, but he said to say goodbye. Lovely. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.